0: But I think the joy of salvation is like, we get night, we get pretty things. We get good sunrises, mm-hmm. we get good sunsets, yeah. we get really tasty food and like the drink of a, like the first sip of coffee in the morning. Like those are all things that I think add to that, add to that delight. So again, it's one of those things where I just, I want to think about it and I want to remind myself of that.
1: Welcome to the Habit Podcast. Conversations with Writers About Writing. I'm Jonathan Rogers, your host. Dave Conis has written young adult novels in the past, Suggested Reading and The Temptation of Adam. But his most recent books are picture books that explore the connections between human creativity and the creativity of the God in whose image we are made. The Inventions of God and Eva came out in 2021, and The Stories of God and Kiki came out earlier this year. Dave Connors, I'm so happy to have you on the Habit Podcast today. Thanks for being here.
0: Yes, thanks for having me. This is great. I'm so, so excited! You have
1: here. Uh, you have two books, two picture books that that are out. Uh, one that recently came out is the Stories of God and Kiki, and you, as a companion book, came out
0: last year, The Inventions of God and Eva. Yeah, so actually,
1: Kiki, is,
0: Kiki hasn't released yet. It's coming out July 19th. So okay. we're still well, in. Well, by the
1: time this this uh episode releases it will it will be the week of it will be out. We're, we're gonna release on yeah on release week look at that yeah so, so these God. these are books about a theology of creativity for the juvenile set
0: yeah yeah that's definitely a good a really good summary well it's, you're welcome uh <laughs>
1: tell me about what made you even decided to write a a book that that involved creativity, a book for children that sort of, as I said, offers a theology of of creativity.
0: Yeah. Well, I growing up, I, you know, I grew up in the in the evangelical circle circles, so I, I went to Assemblies of God Church, um, and they had always talked about using your arts and using your, using your skills for God and using, uh, making art for God. Um, but it was never really, it never really went further than that. Um, and I had wanted to write a funny Christian Jesus picture book for Mm -hmm. a while. Um, because I just I didn't read those um, I and I have a lot of uh, I mean not a lot I have three kids it oftentimes feels like eighty thousand but um, I I read a lot of picture books and I read all of, all sorts so I just hadn't seen that so I had an idea for the first for the first picture book um, invent the story gosh I'm gonna mix these titles up the the inventions of God and Eva and uh, I wrote it while I was giving my kids a bath. Uh, like I wrote it on my, uh, in a little notebook that I have, like the first draft. Uh-huh. Um, and, uh, it just turned into like this, exp- this exploration of what does it look like to be somebody who invents and what does that like look like when compared and contrasted to how God invented the world and invented like all of these things, dogs and <laughs> sunrises and sunsets and pandas and all of this. Um, And, uh, the more I thought on that, the, the, as, as drafts kind of went on of the first picture book, um, the more it kind of unlocked into just like creativity in general, like where does, how does that work? Where does that come from? What does it mean that we are creative? Um, and, uh, it just kind of ballooned from there. And then when I had the chance to do the second book, um, as a creative writer, as a, a, published author, um, I was like, well, we got to do one about stories. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's, that's what the uh, stories of God and Kiki is about. And I just think it's a really important topic. And one that I, I think I wanted to read about when I was, or at least hear about when I was little, just like, Mm -hmm exploring what it means to be made in the image of a creator and 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 like the imagination the source of imagination
1: yeah you the the you know i don't know if it's the first line maybe it's the first line of of the book um is god and eva are a lot alike or god and kiki are a lot alike um which is a a nice way of rephrasing we're made in the image of god yeah Um, and then that's sort of the thesis for the, for the book, the thesis statement. And then you, then you work it out. Right. I mean, right. all these parallels between um, the fact that God makes things and that we make things. And, and uh, yeah, there's a lot of interesting things going on. And, and by the way, the illustrations are fantastic. Tell me about that. illustration.
0: Oh uh, yeah. Amy is awesome. So Amy Domingo, actually, um, when I had the idea, I didn't have an illustrator in mind and I found her just scrolling through Instagram. Really? Um, And uh, the way that it ended up working out, I just messaged her. I mean, I messaged her and I was like, Hey, I'm working on a, a a picture book. I can't guarantee that it's going to sell or go anywhere, but I love your stuff. We should try and do it together. And it Mm -hmm. worked out. It it did work out. So Amy's awesome.
1: Yeah. So Kiki and God and Kiki are a lot alike. God makes, God tells a story. Kiki tells a story. Um, And, well, it it made me think about, uh, I don't know if you've read Dorothy Sayers, but one of her ideas in the mind of the maker and in other places, I think she talks about this idea that that the way that the image of God is most clearly reflected in us is in the fact that we like to make stuff. and um and she also says that that cre- you know creativity as distinct from um you know arts as distinct from crafts, um, that the act of creativity is the closest we can come to ex nihilo creation. Right? Mm-hmm. I mean, so you know yeah. if you if you carve if if you carve a bowl, that's a a excellent thing to do with your time but it's not ex nihilo creation. It started out as a block of wood and then became a bowl. And, and you know, that material is you it's I'm stating the obvious here. Right. Uh, Whereas if you make up a story as, as um, Sayers put it, when Shakespeare made up Hamlet, he didn't use up some raw material that he then couldn't use for uh, Lear or whatever. Um, And so uh, I'm sure there's something here to, to say about the difference between creation and sub-creation, but I'm, I, it may be above my pay grade. Um, but there is something you're you're tapping into something that's a that obviously we we can't do ex nihilo creation. We can't can create out of complete nothingness. And yet, there's a creativity. We are sort of in in many ways spinning things out of thin air
0: mm-hmm. oh, the floor is open yeah i mean oftentimes when i look at like a blank word doc it feels like complete nothingness yeah so. right. yeah <laughs> yeah i mean i totally think like that the, when you think about the fact that, that you have to imagine these things like like i had to imagine kiki into an existence or even into existence and any sort of plot you have to kind of imagine into existence and you have to work it out and you have to, to like move it around and pull Mm -hmm. things apart. But they're not coming from anywhere outside of your brain and your, your mind. So it's not a physical happening until you make it be physical. Right. Um, So like, I think there is something about the fact that, you. I mean, it's not, It's not like chaos and void. It's not the, (laughs) although I would, I would call my brain chaos and Mm -hmm. void, but like, uh, it's not, uh, what is it? Tohu Wabohu, uh, it's, it's not that, but it is like, you are coming up with things from, from a non-physical space. Mm -hmm. Um, and yeah, that sounds, that's like Genesis. It's Mm -hmm. like mirror, it's mirroring. It's, it's. Mm Uh Taking part of that work that started in Genesis and continuing it and and bringing in creation um, yeah yeah I mean, and it is a you know it may not be
1: chaos and void, but it is a movement from disorder to order right when mm-hmm. when you when you do creative work um, yeah so
0: at least that's the dream <laughs> <laughs> yeah right. Yeah. There have been many, many times in drafts where it's like, I think I just made it worse. <laughs> sure. <laughs> sure. <laughs> and if you leave
1: it that way, then you left it worse, but you have to try, right? That's sure. Yeah. Yeah. Fix it. Yeah. Um, so you draw some parallels between the delight that we feel in our work, you know, the children understand this idea that it's, it's fun and delightful to make something. Um. You draw parallels between that and what, how God must look at us as as His creation. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, that there's a there's an important theological insight, I think, to to be had from our pleasure in making things, mm-hmm. um, and what what is that? You know, the the pleasure we feel in our creations or sub creations, if you prefer, um, and to know that that we are God's workmanship, and that He feels a kind of pleasure that is, in some ways, parallel to the pleasure we feel in making, um, I think is really helpful. I'm I'm glad that's in a children's book, two children's yeah, books, yeah, at least.
0: At, at least. Um, that has. Uh, so I forget who said it. There's, it was a musician of some sort, a while back that I went to. It was a, a Christian musician who was talking about what he said, I I write songs that I, I, and I, because of my, my career, I have to sing them over and over and over again. So I like to write songs that talk about things that I want to believe so that Mm -hmm. if I say them over and over again, um, that hopefully I become closer and closer to believing them fully. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's like a horrible paraphrase. I'm pretty sure he said it a lot better, but that they uh, that has stuck with me, and I think in a lot of the times that I have I've had a tumultuous tum, tumultuous there you go um, relationship with writing the last I mean maybe seven years yeah. since my youngest since my youngest son was born. Um, for a lot of reasons. And I think there are a lot of times where I feel like the joy of creation is just, has been gone. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think because it's such a huge part of me that, that, that almost reflects on my own value. Like Mm -hmm. I can't even create a thing. Like I literally can't sit down and write a thing. Like that's dumb. I'm dumb. I'm the worst. Um, so I think, even for me drawing those parallels, yeah, I felt yeah. that with Eva. Cause there's this, there's a part in it where, uh, it talks about, which is, I think the part you're referring to which talks about, you know, Eva creates a, a, a robot, Mr. Robo tree stuff and creates version one creation version two version three. Sometimes she doesn't like the <laughs> earlier versions, but God loves every version of us. Um, and, uh, that's one of those things. That's one of those truths that I think I want to that I want to say over and over again. And you know, like as a parent, you read these the same books over and over again and mm-hmm. I was like, I just want to read, <laughs> I want to read that over and over again selfishly <laughs> so that Not I right. can believe it. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, yeah, I know that that was an interesting moment in, in so, so, something happens in both of both of the books where you know, you're you're emphasizing how much The artist is like, or how how much the child is like God. And then you have a spread or two where it's like, but here's some ways that we're not like God. Yeah. As you said, that we are unhappy with, you know, with our, we, we, yes, we delight in our creation, but sometimes we're unhappy with our, with the work of our hands. Mm. Or uh, in the case of the, the, is it Kiki who tells a story, Uh, you know, she kind of, Messes up her story, like she misses an important yeah. detail um yeah she so, so, the... so yeah, talk to me about that your your decision to to well you, you just did say one reason you included the the spread about um about us not liking the the work of our hands sometimes but I'd love to hear hear more about that you know in this book where the thesis is we look kind of we, we look a lot like God, then you devote some time to hear some <laughs> and then of I
0: say well, actually. <laughs> um, and I think that, I mean, I, for me, that was important because I mean, obviously we are not God. <laughs> yeah. So, right.
1: <laughs>
0: um, like that's just, pretty just clear. so You wouldn't have
1: a little book of hair, you know, my first. Sure, book of yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, and there are, I mean, there are, and obviously there are ways that we, that we are made different and that we are not the creator, not the, not the full creator and that there is a level of imperfection in, in, uh, the, and maybe imperfection is a bad word, but just there's, I mean, we're distorted, we're broken. Um, Those are parts of our story. It's a part of the human story. And like, Mm -hmm. if you look at Old Testament, look like that whole arc of, Mm -hmm. of humanity is just all about like humans suck. And (laughs) we, we are not what we need to like, we need a new human. It's constantly Mm -hmm. about needing a new human to, to fit the bill that, can commune with God. And, um, so I think it was important to me to show that difference, but not necessarily to show the difference about like, well, we suck. Like, Mm -hmm. I think in the, in the, in the tradition, in the Presbyterian tradition that I've hung out in a little bit, I think the, like that whole, we suck is, is a really strong, uh, (laughs) strong vibes. Mm -hmm. And, in the evangelical side, like, I think the it's, it does, that's not present enough. Um, so like, there's obviously a balance of, of striking the fact that we were made in the image of God. Therefore we have value. Uh
2: Um,
0: and that the creator looks on us with value and love and loves us and loved us enough to invite us into work with him and to, bring about creation into the eden ideal and the eden experiment like he invited it like invited us into that to come and do it with him like you don't just invite anybody to to to, to co-create with you that's a huge thing yeah um so i wanted to take it from that perspective of like it's not just that we suck and that we're broken but that um that we are, we do have differences and yeah. God loves us anyway yeah. and, and loves us the same and still thinks we're pretty cool. Yeah. Regardless of that, he, that what my pastor says, uh, God doesn't just love you. He likes you. <laughs> uh, yeah. And yeah. I, th- I, that's super Helpful.
1: accurate. Yeah. 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 You're, uh, Kelly Capek, you know, professor at your alma mater, um, yeah. talks about What's up, Kelly, <laughs> He talks about the idea that I mean he wrote a whole book about this idea of our limitations, right? That the, the um that the the essence of our being human is not we suck, but that we're limited.
2: Mm-hmm. You
1: know, and that our the the whole idea of of our human limitations is not boy you sure aren't very good at you know at being well, you sure are a sinner. I mean, yeah. uh, yes, we yeah. are sinners. Um, yeah. But that's not the most interesting thing about us, or, or the most relevant thing about us. Uh, the more relevant, it, in terms of our our um, relationship with God, is our fine, our finitude, and we need to connect with a uh, with a God who is who is infinite. Now, obviously, our finitude leads to sin. I'm not I'm not trying to you know. I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to, you know, write my first book of heresy either. Right.
0: I, I Yeah. see, this is why this is why picture books are hard (laughs) (laughs) because there's all these caveats and, and Mm -hmm. there's all these, like, you can, you can introduce a concept like being made in the image of God. But like, if you don't like, you have to be careful because there's, there's all these things where it's like, well, you can't take that too far because Mm -hmm. if you take that too far, you end up like writing your own picture book heresy series. But if you like, if you, that's like one of the, that's been one of the bigger struggles is like, how do I, how do I introduce these weighty concepts and do them justice in the caveats that we know we need to make, but also make them simple enough that hopefully, they come across and you like, because as soon as you start going into all the branches of the caveats, well, that's a conversation. That's like, you Mm -hmm. have to, like, that's a whole conversation that it just doesn't fit. And I think my books are 40 pages, 40, 40 pages of maybe 10 to 15 words on each page. So (laughs) it's like, that's exactly the tension. Like you just, you have to just (laughs) like, fight with it and wrestle with it and move it around and hope that um you know you don't like come up with your own religion while you're doing it <laughs> yeah um well let's talk about the
1: a truth that you that you touch on in, in both of these books that things exist because, because of God's delight. <laughs> things exist because he God wants them. To exist, and I, at one point you say God invented Eva because he wanted to share the things that make him happy: inventing, fixing, jumping in puddles, loving others. Um, delight as a creative force. Um, it's a, it's a really helpful reminder to know that, that that's where this world came from is God's mm. delight, and why it still still spins because of God's delight. Yep.
0: Yep. Yeah, I've been. I can't remember what verse it is. Is I mean, it's it's close to the beginning where it's talking about God made trees. Talking about the trees God made, and they're they're both I think is both good to look at and good to eat. Yeah, and both of those things. Yeah, it's very cool. Both of those things um, especially the good to look at, yeah. like that doesn't even have function, mm-hmm. right? Like at least that with comes eating, first, you,
1: I think in, in that passage.
0: Yeah, I think it does. Like at least with eating, it's like you have something that you get out of it. You get calories, you get energy, you can, yeah. you know, make your body go by eating, mm-hmm. but with good to look at, it's just, it's pretty, it's nice. Mm-hmm. It's nice to have around. It's like all the plants we have on our fireplace mantle. Yeah. Um, and I think, like that's in the beginning. Like that's we start there, Yeah. and yeah. Uh, I think we, uh, you know, you go th- you go through in there. Um, there is just all this. There's just all of this undercurrent of of enough and making uh, things because they are. They are good in their own right and enjoying those things like Ecclesiastes talks about the gift of God and um, joy being just being able to enjoy those gifts. And um, what is it? Enjoy, uh, be preoccupied by joy. Um, and those are, those are all things that uh, are really easy to forget about. Yeah. In in light of I mean just I mean just like the life just you know the fact that I'm sitting in a room filled with like dangerous legos all over the floor and yeah. that somebody's probably going to have to clean that up and I'm going to have to fight with my 6-year-old to do it and that mm-hmm. like I've got to finish up a project before you know Tuesday, like you just forget about the delight of things. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've been really, and and I think that is dramatically tied to joy as well, mm-hmm. as well as like the joy of salvation And and the joy of salvation. Isn't just like, Oh, cool. I'm, I'm like good to go. Mm-hmm. I'm saved. And I've always struggled with that because I think I've always made it be that, but I think the joy of salvation is like, we get night, we get pretty things. We get good sunrises. Mm. We get good sunsets. We get really tasty food. And like the drink of a, like the first sip of coffee in the morning. Like those are all things that I think add to that and add to that delight. So again, it's one of those things where I just, I want to think about it and I want to remind myself of that. And, um,
1: you said said you've struggled the last seven years, um, with, with writing is, it has delight has, a, has has some of that been a failure of delight?
0: Oh, <laughs> the sigh is because it's just such. It's that's a big question. I think in some ways, yes. Um, and then I think in some ways, it's just it's it's been a rough. It's been some rough years in there, Um, uh-huh. and delight was just. It wasn't necessarily writing's fault. I just don't think the light was anywhere to be found. Yeah. Um, and, you know, in the middle of, in, and in, in, in some of that too, it's, it's just like my own process, um, like wrestling with my own process. There's some stuff there. You know, my, my dad died unexpectedly in 2017. There's some stuff there. We had a mar- miscarriage in between all there. We've got two young, like, Two young kids, three young kids now that are not sleeping in the night. So I think yeah. it's just to, all of those hard things. to
1: maintain delight in in those circumstances.
0: Yes, yes. <laughs> because you're just surviving. Yeah, um, and, and uh, I think we're I think we're we're coming out of that. Um, yeah, I hope so. In some ways, I mean, I'm sure there's always seasons. I'm sure there's uh, going to be something new, but. Um, I think in the last, I mean, even in the last few months, I would say that Delight is returning yeah. um, for the first time since all, yeah. and in, in ways that I'm finally reconnecting to writing. Um, it's yeah. been really nice. I thought I was just broken and that I was, I was just done. <laughs> yeah. um, it was terrifying. It was really mm-hmm. scary.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Well, I've been there and I, I know what that's like. So I'm, I'm glad to hear that you're, that you know you, that you you reach a point in your adulthood, I think, where you realize that um, that not performing is not the same thing as being broken, <laughs> and mm-hmm. and that that just because things are not going well today and weren't going you well know, yesterday or even this time last year, that doesn't mean things are never going to work out again.
0: Mm-hmm. So. Sounds like you. I, are I look forward to that, <laughs> that day. <laughs> well, yeah, because there. I mean, process the process stuff. I mean, I created a my initial when I first started writing. Uh, my initial process was, uh, I I had the ability to write basically all day because I didn't mm-hmm. have kids and I was working a job that required to be required me to be on site and be around and answer questions. But like, for the most part, it was fairly isolated. Mm -hmm. So I just spent all of the in between time just writing. And that's how I created my first kind of like rituals and creative processes. Mm -hmm. Well, Mm -hmm. as you know, that is not normal. (laughs) And um, you, you know, we had our first, kid and we moved out of that. And then I got different jobs and everything. And I just never got equilibrium. And it only, yeah. t- it took me until literally this year yeah. to realize, oh, the process that I created way back when I was like a sing, like basically a barely married, no kid, young whippersnapper who yeah. didn't have any responsibilities doesn't work for a full-time dad of three children. Mm-hmm. Surprise, surprise. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, um, no. You you figure out what works, but that doesn't mean it's going to work forever, right? Yeah, and of course it, it changes. So it's been a I've I've said many times I've been rediscovering myself for the last seven years, and yeah. uh, it's it's been a lot of work. Um,
1: well, that was nice that seven years ago or how many years ago you had the opportunity to sort of have that process. Um, but The truth is, the things that you have, um, the ways that you have grown and, and grown into yourself since then, mm. in those times where you maybe couldn't put as much hour, as many hours into writing, yes. that's not wasted either. You know, yeah. I mean, and I, I would, you know, frankly, I would rather read something from somebody in their, you know, deep thirties and forties who doesn't have as much time as somebody in their. 20s. Who does have plenty of time? Right?
0: The just kind of hanging out and drinking Lacroix and yeah, right. Tossing back some popcorn at their kitchen table. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's uh, a good point. It's not wasted. It's not wasted time. Yeah, I need to remember that. Um, you say
1: one little spread I, I like or a page I like is is in the Kiki book, and it's, there's a very similar page in the Eva book. God thinks Keith. God thinks Kiki is awesome when Kiki does Kiki things or when Eva does Eva things. Mm. Um, has, has that truth when Dave does Dave, God, God thinks Dave is often awesome when Dave does Dave things. Is that, is that sunk in for you? And, and does it have any effect on your, uh, your creative work when it does or when it doesn't?
0: I think it might just depend on the day. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Uh, And, but I mean, I would say in some ways, yes. Yes. More than others. Like I, like I've always known that my imagination and my creativity come from God. Yeah. Like that's been, I think that's been fairly clear in my head. Um. I think it's a lot more of a jump for me to connect my imagination and creativity in his delight in me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, because cause that first
1: thing, I've got these gifts. That's something that you can feel, you know, responsible. Like that's something for me to steward. That's something me to be responsible yeah, for. And, yeah, you know. Yeah. And you get to in some way be in control
0: of that. Yeah. It's very kinetic. Like mm. I write, I know that i when I do this, it is what I was made to be um, is what I like. It's part of me and it's how I work and it's how it's part of my personality. And the, the idea of that specific thing being a source of delight for God. Um, I, I, in conceptually, it makes sense <laughs> <laughs> when it comes to, fe- to feeling that, That is a lot harder for me. Um, I have a lot more work to do to, I think, maybe get to a point where I truly feel the delight of God. What is that? Oh, what is the movie where it's about the runner? Chariots of Fire. Chariots of Fire. And he talks about, I feel God. I feel God's presence. Maybe fast. Running or something like that.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, I, I feel his pleasure. I want, I want that. I want to get there. And I, I, I believe, and I hope that I can. Um,
1: do you find it easier to imagine that God's annoyed whenever you're not using your gifts properly?
0: <laughs> uh, yes, I do. <laughs> and I, and, and that's the question is, is like, is that my annoyance in myself as well? Like projected uh-huh. on God and how he feels about me? Cause I do that a lot too.
2: Uh-huh.
0: Uh, uh it's a lot easier for me to be cynical than it is to think that somebody is happy with me.
1: Yeah, sure.
0: Um, that's, it's just, and and some of that is I'm just a recovering cynic. Uh-huh. Um, like I'm just, I'm constantly eternally wrestling with that part of myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so I think by default, that's just where I go. So it's a rewiring that uh-huh. the, the Tuning your heart, right? Like yeah. Uh, that's good. come now found tune my heart to sing that yeah. praise. Um and I think you have to tune your heart to do a lot more than just sing praise. Like I think mm-hmm. like this is this is one of those things where it's like you gotta tune my heart to not be a, a yeah. cynical jerk <laughs> of all the um, yeah. time. Even to myself. Yeah. Wow, good. All right, Dave, I
1: always end these conversations with a quick, not always. I usually end with this question. Who are the writers that make you want to write? Which writers Ooh. make you want to go try it?
0: Yes. Yeah. so I did actually think about this because oh, I always with this question. So I was like, I'm going to have an answer this time. <laughs> and uh, it depends on, I like reading across the board. So there, there are people in each genre that mm-hmm. I've really enjoyed that make mm-hmm. me want to write in that genre, but also just across, across genres. So for graphic novels, okay. <laughs> Tim Probert, um, he's so imaginative, so funny, so accessible and just like nostalgic somehow. Oh, so okay. Tim Probert, Ben Hatkey, um middle grade. Um, shoot. All the names are leaving me now. <laughs> uh, middle grade, I would say Kate DiCamillo. Oh, yeah. Um, it's like quality classic. She's mm. so good. Yeah. Um, Daniel Nairi, who wrote Everything Sad is Untrue. After mm-hmm. I read that book, I just wanted to write. Uh, I've episode. not read it yet. Oh, it's so good. Mm. It's just so good. Um, and then for picture books. Um Beatrice Blue, she's very mm. folklory and okay. very just like kind of mythical and it feels awesome. I love that. Mm-hmm. Uh John Klassen, who's just is the master of simplicity. Just uh-huh. like uh the I want is it the hat series? I want my hat. This isn't my hat. It's oh just, yeah. it's classic. It's just yeah. so good. Um and then for young adult, Naomi Novik and uh Jordan Ifueko, I think I'm saying that right.
1: Uh, they're just
0: really, they're just solid. It's just like Uh good, good writing, um, really imaginative. And then in general, I guess, adult like side, Frederick Bachman, NK Jessamine, and, um, this might be a cop-out answer, but the biblical authors, uh, because the Bible is just a incredible piece of literature, um, with the amount of cross references and Uh intentional structures and just the way across time. Like I've thought about, I've, I've done the thought experiment. If I were to try and get writers to commit to not writing the Bible, but just like an experiment of a piece of literature written across thousands of years (laughs) that self references, everything, each book, that would be impossible to do. Yeah. Um, And uh, just thinking about that sort of intentionality makes Mm -hmm. me want to write better as well. Mm.
1: So that's my answers. All right. Well, Dave Connors, thanks so much for being here. This has been fun to talk.
0: Yes. Jonathan Rogers. Thanks for inviting me. This is great. Lots
1: of of small people read um, about (laughs) Eva and Kiki.
0: (laughs) I do too. Small people, big humans, tiny humans, mid-sized (laughs) humans. All right. Thank you. The Habit Podcast is brought to you by The Rabbit Room, where art nourishes community and community nourishes art. To check out more of our podcasts, visit rabbitroom.com slash podcast. Our work at The Rabbit Room would be impossible without the generous support of our membership. If you'd like to learn more about membership at The Rabbit Room, visit rabbitroom.com slash member. And thanks for listening.
1: The Habit membership is a library of resources for writers by me, Jonathan Rogers. More importantly, The Habit is a hub of community where like-minded writers gather to discuss their work and give each other a little more courage. Find out more at thehabit.co.